Good morning. Welcome to a, another morning version of Driving Theology. This is Mike, and I am in my new old car. Uh, the Jimny, uh, the little four-wheel drive that I have been driving for the last, I don't know, 14 years? Uh, maybe, no, maybe 13 years. Finally gave up the ghost, and uh, so I am in a new used car. And actually, I was fortunate enough to have a friend who was selling a car the same week that mine went out, a car that I had admired in the past, uh, the kind of car that I really love. Uh, and he was selling it for a great price and even drove it over. And so now I'm in this car and just really enjoying it. It's, a, it's definitely a step up in class from what I was driving before, even if it's old. And... Uh, it's in great condition. My friend took great care of it, so I'm I'm just thrilled to be in uh, a better car than I had before. The one problem, one slight problem, might be that it, it might be a gas guzzler. I'm kind of paying attention to the gas gauge and probably uses a little bit more gas than my other car did. Even though my other car wasn't that great either, so we'll just have to see about that how it's going to turn out. Um, but yeah, definitely a step up from what I had before, so I'm excited about that. Hopefully we won't have all the all of the uh, squeals that we had from the, uh, from the last car. Um, from the belts or whatever was going wrong with it. It's probably a lot of stuff in retrospect. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be in this. I'm in what's called in Japan a Hilux Surf. It's made by Toyota. It is uh, it is actually uh, called the Forerunner in the states. Toyota Forerunner. It's a very very old one. It's called a third generation. There are five generations now, so it's the better part of 20 years old. But man, it's in great condition. And if you know. Toyota, and especially this uh, line of cars, you'll know that they're kind of famous for, for going forever. So, yeah, here's, here's hoping it will be a good car for me, and I'm very grateful to uh, my friend Ron in Guma Prefecture for giving it to me. So, yeah, thanks, Ron, for selling it to me. I feel like he gave it to me in a way. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, this is... Uh, Driving theology in a whole new in a whole new vehicle. <laughs> uh, so, man, what's been going on? Uh, if you guys have been watching the news, you know that there was a concert attacked uh, by presumably a suicide bomber in Manchester, in the United Kingdom, uh, yesterday, the day before yesterday. Pretty horrible situation. Lots of kids. Uh, Ariana Grande is very, very popular uh, with younger people, and uh, yeah, just a sad situation. Uh, probably as many as 20 or a few more dead. Some kids died as well. You know, the the problem with all of these things when they happen is that you know the the if it is found that this guy has links to any kind of Islamic radical groups, 
course, this is going to be a new call to tighten borders, to strengthen security, uh, to deny immigration, and maybe even to bomb uh, foreign countries. And, and uh, violence begets more violence. And uh, yeah, it's it's sad. Hopefully, that's not the case. I mean, for the victims, it doesn't really matter who did it. They're just mourning the loss of their loved ones. And, and uh, my heart goes out to them. And, uh, yeah. This, uh, this kind of senseless violence that happens in the world always renews other questions as well, such as where was God in this? Why did God allow this to happen? And of course, I've, I've talked about that in previous podcasts. And if uh, you'd like to look back, say a month or six weeks, you might find a couple podcasts on the idea of suffering or, or where is God in my suffering and why does God seem to be most silent when I need him the most and those those questions I've answered at length uh, or tried to answer at length or just talk about anyway. Um, they're really not answerable questions in as much as you can answer what 2 plus 2 is, for example. Um, they are questions that that can be explored and that in the exploration you can find some uh, some peace and, and hopefully some consolation uh, in where God is actually during all of that. Um, at any rate I think I think hope that God is wrapping all things up in himself and reconciling the world to himself as we speak uh, brings a lot of hope. So that's where, that's where my hope is going to uh, stay rooted. Western Wall, the Temple Compound in Jerusalem, and, and uh, still in a lot of ways, uh, nothing's changed on the Trump front. There's still a lot of weirdness going on with that. Uh, my friend Pat, his daughter, uh, I think I talked about, has been diagnosed with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma, and she's going through the treatment. His mother's come, and uh, that's a big thing. I think, in, I mean, if I'm honest, that's a, that's something that's in the back of my mind quite a bit. How that's going, and praying for that, and and you know, thank goodness it seems to be going well, uh, as well as can be expected. And uh, looking forward to seeing Asley as soon as I can. big hug. Uh, I gotta say theologically right now I can't really think of a lot that's going on in my mind. I, I, uh, uh, if you've followed me at all I'm kind of what is increasingly be, being coming known as a free-range Christian. <laughs> I don't belong to any, uh, any denomination. I'm not 
by any organization or church. I, I have a job. I do it. In fact, I'm on my way to my job now, and I am trying to, you know, find ways to live in the church all the time. One of the ways is through doing this podcast, and hopefully people uh, get as much out of it as I do. I get quite a bit out of it. Um, uh, yeah, I man, I'm drawing a blank on what to talk about today. Uh, just had a little squabble with my wife. That wasn't good. <laughs> just as I'm leaving, of course, that's when they always happen. But I don't have time to really be patient about it, so I lash out because you know because of work. Got to get to work. Don't have time to. strict master, you know, if you let it, uh, we have obligations and many of those obligations hinge on time, whether, whether you have to be to work on time or not, or whether you have deadlines, um, time, we say is of the essence, uh, which means, you know, the faster, the better, uh, we talk about punctuality, I am not naturally a punctual person, and so maybe I feel more acutely the tyranny of time um, than other people. Uh, I am a bit of a procrastinator because of that. In fact, you might call me a pro-procrastinator. I put the pro in crastinator, or I put the pro in procrastinator. Uh, but yeah, time, man, one of those, one of those weird things. We know that people have been marking time for a long time. We've marked the seasons, and the, and by the seasons we mark the years, and by the years we mark lifespans, and of course even before seasons we mark uh, days and weeks and hours and minutes and seconds and microseconds or milliseconds, is it called? I'm not even sure, but you know we uh, we mark time and. In this, in this place, uh, where we are in the 21st century, we have we have gotten it down to uh, the the uh, nth degree of measurement, so that we, you know, whether we're tracking somebody with some kind of a GPS device or or we are uh, using our cell phones and our watches and timers and you know, our cars have clocks and, and uh, our computers have clocks and, um, and to make it all worse I live in a country where you know it's one of the most famous countries in the world for being on time for punctuality I live in Japan and uh, you know Japanese trains and buses and transportation in general is famous for being on time. Um, you know, within seconds, always. Uh, and if they're not, it's a big problem. It causes problems. Uh, I 
not oddly enough, not surprisingly, I should say, is that Japan is also one of the world's premier clockmakers. Uh, Seiko company is from here, and others, Casio, Seiko, all Japanese companies. So, you know, time, and I call it the tyranny of time, I, well, some, it's been called that, I got that somewhere, that's not my original thing, but, but time can be a very strict master. And just like this morning, you know, I've got to be to work at a certain time, but something comes up that's very important that I should give more time to, but just because somebody says I've got to be someplace at a certain time, uh, and they, they pay the bills, it makes me make a decision based on money, right, instead of based on what's really important, and, then, and that's relationships. Now, of course, you could say, yeah, the relationship to the other direction, you know, with the people who, who pay my salary. Uh, in this case, they only pay my salary on Wednesdays. <laughs> but, but still yet, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to cause damage to those relationships either. I think all relationships are important. Um, and, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the way time the, the different ways that people see time, uh, of course, is, is part of their own upbringing and personality and, and maybe just the way they are bent, just bent that way. Uh, they have an eye for uh, preciseness. And I think we all do in certain areas. I, I can be very precise, for example, when I'm folding paper. I, uh, I love to make paper airplanes, and I, I don't like them to be uh, asymmetrical ever at all. And as you know, as to the to the degree in which I can see, uh, I try to keep things perfect. You know, in that case, but it probably depends on what uh, what you like and what you're into, uh, and that determines just how detailed you are with that. For example, I'm pretty detailed when it comes to music and things like that. I, mean, I, I um, you know, pitch and things like this. I don't like my guitar to be even a little out of tune. Um, or, you know, say somebody plays a song and they start in the wrong, in the wrong key or the wrong pitch or whatever that something that kind of gets me whereas other people who are not musical or or you know don't read music they might be musical but they don't read music it may not matter to them they may not notice the difference you know it just depends on on your personality so we've all got these idiosyncrasies uh and pet peeves uh depending on our on our personalities and our upbringing and possibly depending on our education other things, you know, what we've studied. And so I guess we can be our own tyrants in certain uh, areas. But time is one that seems to be outside of us, right? It seems to be its own master sometimes. Um, it's Maybe that's why we've personified time, why we have the term father time. Mother Nature, Father Time, because it 
does seem to be a very real thing. Time. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I wish I would have had the luxury or taken the luxury to spend a little more time with my wife and work out. Um, basically what it was, was there was something that she wanted me to pay more attention to. Um, and she's probably right. I can pay more attention to, to things, especially when it gives her an easier an easier day or takes a little pressure off of her. I just didn't have the time to, to, to fight that battle this morning. And so what tends to happen is we, we say something, we, 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 we cover way too many steps at one time in order to get the point across. And it comes out as being not very gentle and not very kind, uh, very pragmatic, very practical, but it doesn't do anything to help relationships. So how do I, how do I have a better response in those times when I don't have the time to respond kindly? How can I do a better job? That's something I should explore, I think. Um, maybe even program myself to do better. It seems like it always happens when there's not enough time. And maybe that's what happened. Time time, time tends to bottleneck um, our agendas. And we try to squeeze a lot of stuff in a little bit of time because we can see into the future that time is getting less and less. And so we tend to try to get everything in uh, before it's too late. And so all of our agendas bottleneck. Uh, and butt up against some arbitrary, uh, what do you call it, arbitrary agenda or, or an arbitrary uh, time by which something has to happen, an arbitrary deadline, right? So I have to leave by this time in order to get to my work on time. And so you're about to leave. So, hey, oh, we got to get all this stuff. I forgot I should have said this earlier, but the fact that I now know that time is getting shorter, brings back the memories of all the things I needed to tell you before I forget, right? And so when those things have to do with uh, something that can, you know, personal problems with somebody else, uh, it tends to not turn out good. Um, and so for me, think I would I would want to choose if I have something that I want to say to my wife that uh, really needs to be said gently that I would just put that on the back burner and, and just wait until later and hopefully you know hopefully she'll see that she'll see that that's also a good thing but you know we're all in our own place and, and whatever so anyway uh, how are your relationships going with your spouses or people close to you You often find that, that time is a tyrant that causes us to uh, say things in a way that isn't very kind. You know, if that's the case, I think we should take power away from Father Time and not allow him to 
dictate so much of our lives. Wherever we can, there may be places that at this point in our life that we have to allow time to have certain power, but it would be good for everybody involved sometimes if Father Time was would mind his own business a little bit more. <laughs> You know, we see Jesus, when he was on earth, now that I think about it, was also bound by time. You know, he could, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he was able to see things that were coming down the pipe. And I don't know how far he could see. I think he knew things, that the Spirit told him things. Uh, but I don't, I don't prescribe to the idea that Jesus was completely God while he was in the human body. What I mean by that is, let me let me explain that because that, that didn't quite come out the way I, I mean is that Jesus voluntarily took on human flesh and voluntarily subjected himself to the limits thereof. Okay, in other words, uh, just like we, if we are going to know something in the future, we would have to have the Holy Spirit to tell us that. In the same way, Jesus had to be attuned to the Holy Spirit while he was in the human body in order to know things. And I think I think he knew what the Spirit allowed him to know when he knew it. So I'm not sure. I don't know how much Jesus actually knew or wanted to know. Maybe when he was in the human body, he wanted to limit uh, his own knowledge for, you know, I can think of many reasons why that might be desirable, uh, just for sanity, you know, sake. Um, but, you know, we see in, in, especially in the book of John, uh, we see that Jesus really got a lot of stuff out on the night before his crucifixion that he has a very long discourse and says a lot of things to his apostles just before he knew uh, that his 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 um, life as a human was going to be up. He could see that coming down the pipe. In other words, he knew it was about to be up. And so before that time, he got a lot in, said a lot of things to his disciples. Uh, which, which to me, kind of proves my point that he subjected himself to the limitations of human of a human body. You know, he knew that time limits us, and the reason time limits us is that death is a thing. Death exists. You know, if, if we were going to live forever, we'd never be in a hurry to do anything. If we knew that that we would live forever, right? That we would live forever, why would we ever be in a hurry to do anything at all? Time would have no power over us because we would know that tomorrow the sun will rise again. But in today's world, whether it's the, the decay that our bodies uh, are subjected to, or whether it's uh, the the fact that there are violent 
people and forces in the world that could take our life in an instant. Whatever the case may be, we do feel the limit of ourselves. We do feel that we are limited. Uh, especially when in this this body that is descend, descended from, from Adam, right? Descended from Adam, this this sinful body that, that has inherited, inherited sin uh, from Adam, we feel the limits of time. The promises of Jesus and the, the new life that he has given us and the new creation that he is and has made us should take away the power of death and in so doing, the power of the tyranny of time. No longer uh, are we limited by time because we know even as this old body will pass away, a new eternal body will be put in its place and that we will live on. And that promise is for everyone. Uh, now religion has done a lot to bolster the reign of of the time tyrant. Uh, religion has told us that we have, you know, however many years we have in this body to get right with God. And if we don't get right with God now, then we will spend eternity in hell and be subjected to eternal torment. Okay? So what has that done? Well, that's given time back his power. So even though Jesus came and took death and with it time's power away, now religion comes back and in its way of interpreting scripture introduces a wrathful, punishing God and says you need to get right with what they what they say is god but what they really mean is religion you need to get get right with religion with our religion and the way we say you should do things before you die and you don't know when you're going to die so you better just hurry up and uh, get get your you know get your house in order because uh, Jesus may come like a thief in the night and steal your life away. And whatever, whatever state you're in then, if you're, if you are still in your sins or God forbid you die sinning, then you are going to be subjected to the fires of hell and eternal torment forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. So what religion has done is handed back the power of, to time, to Father Time. Time has gotten, even though Jesus came to take away, I believe, that power from time. Religion has come back and said, well, yeah, time, we still need you. Uh, it's very helpful for you to be around to scare people uh, into giving us uh, their lives and, and subjecting themselves to us. Um, and if they give us some money in the process, that's great too. If they feel guilty, they'll give us more money. So yeah, Father Time, you just stick around 
and and you keep putting pressure on these people because it it fits our religious agenda right we like to keep guilt uh, in place and guilt and time work wonderfully together uh, yeah well I don't know maybe that actually went to a better place than I thought it's funny how those things work out you just keep talking see what the Spirit's saying, but yeah, you know, it all comes from the fact that I had a little, a little uh, argument with my wife this morning, and hopefully I can learn, learn the lesson that, that time no longer has power, and that um, no matter what, relationships uh, are, are more important than being on time, even though sometimes time, uh, being on time, relationships. Hopefully, I can take away um, my own pet peeves of people being late or things like that. That I can that I can take the pressure off of people uh, when they're trying to please me by being on time. Because people are late sometimes, right? I'm late sometimes, and I may have been late today. I don't really check the time. Yeah, gonna be about right on time. Um, and that that goes back to something I was actually thinking earlier that, that didn't quite come about, and that is an attitude of being hard on yourself while giving everybody else a break. You know, if people would just do that, they they would hold themselves to a higher standard while giving everybody else the benefit of the doubt. If we would all do that, the world would be a wonderful place to live in. You know, where we would be responsible for ourselves, but allow people uh, to be responsible for their own, for themselves. Not, not trying to make people responsible to us, right? Not making them accountable to us. So, I want to keep myself accountable to others while not asking anybody else to be accountable to me. And I think uh, time is a great place that we can do that, right? Try to be on time, but allow other people to be late and, forg and, and forgive them for it. Why not? Wouldn't that take a lot of pressure off the world? And, and wouldn't the world be a better place without all this pressure? Uh, yeah, time. What is that? I think sticks, sticks, uh, the old, uh, I don't know, are they clam rock? I'm not even sure what they are, but they're, they're kind of classic rock now. Sticks, the group from Chicago, they had a song that went, time is ticking away, tick, tick, ticking away, time is ticking away, tick, tick, ticking away. I have to look at those lyrics again. I, I don't remember what they're like, but <laughs> ironically enough, time is very important in music, right? Rhythm and consistency of time. Uh, being on time is something you want to do every beat <laughs> and every every note. Right? Being on time, and as a musician, I kind of I kind of get that, right? Because we want to be in sync. We want to be in harmony. Uh, but you know. If 
you see yourself as a, a single note or a single rhythm in a a you know a symphony, well then you realize it's not your job to be on time. It's the job of the musician to play you when it's your turn to be played. Uh, that's interesting. I think usually we think of ourselves as the musician. Maybe we should just think of ourselves as notes. Uh, and, and God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit as the musicians who are playing us. Uh, yeah, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> that sounds very puppet master. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah. Maybe jazz is a better... Uh, jazz is a better uh, analogy. Whereas uh, we, we all play within the same construct, but we have an enormous amount of freedom to improvise and to ex express ourselves. Yeah, that might be a better musical analogy to what I'm trying to get at. Um, but anyway, uh, that would be my my hope that that we would all give people a break when it comes to time constraints or really anything. Give them the benefit of the doubt, you know. Uh, allow people to uh, to disappoint us and to be late, and allow yourself not to be disappointed. Allow them to take care of themselves, and you take care of yourself in that situation. Be responsible to yourself, allow them to be responsible to themselves, and, uh, yeah, be hard on yourself while giving everyone, everyone else a break. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, take away the, uh, away the power of uh, that tyrant, old father time. You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.